Hey there, and welcome to episode 10 of the Beneath the Sats podcast, produced by Wicked Local North Boston. I'm your host, Rob McKittrick. Joining me today is the great Mike Francesa impersonator, Bill Buchanan. Bill, thanks so much for joining me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Now, for those who don't know, Bill Buchanan runs a Twitter and Instagram account called Big Bill Productions, which can be found at Big Action Bill. A lot of the content Bill creates on social media are videos of a character named Mike, Mike Zahn, a.k.a. Mike Francesa, the famous New York sports radio talk show host for people who don't know. People might not be as familiar from this area as people in New York. And he has Mike Zahn host a radio show in a certain time in history. For example, he's made videos from 1776 or 1862 or ones that are Star Wars related or Santa related. Now, Bill, I, I want to talk about the videos a lot, but if my research is correct, is, is it the case that you're a Mets, Jets, and a Knicks fan? Unfortunately, yes. I uh, definitely a Jets and Mets fan. The Knicks, I won't like. I am a fan of the Knicks. However, there hasn't been much to root about in a very long time, so I'm not going to sit here and say I'm a diehard. But Mets and Jets, yeah. Mets and Jets, I am a diehard. I actually have the Mets game on right now. Okay, and how, how do you do it? From you know, and, I'm, and I want this to sound in the least obnoxious and mass hole way, but being from Boston, the amount of success we had. Yeah, you know, how how is it over there in the in, in the scum of New York? <laughs> well, 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 just think about this. Not only is it that Boston's really successful, but I'm a Mets fan. So that right. means <laughs> even when the Red Sox had their troubles, like in the, well, for like a million years, it seemed, and the Yankees were kind of like dominating them, I couldn't enjoy that because the Yankees were winning. And Yankee fans, you know, they're just as vocal as Red Sox fans, except I live next to Yankee fans. So, <laughs> I, you know, that's rough. And then you have the Patriots, which that one hurts me the most because in a way the Jets are – they are basically responsible for unleashing the Patriots on the NFL <laughs> because Mo Lewis hit Drew Bledsoe and that brought Tom Brady – and they botched the whole Belichick thing, and he went to the Patriots. So they've spawned the Patriots, who won't go away. Yeah, well, it, it's been a lot of fun for us. We got the Bruins and the Celtics playoffs <laughs> going as well. So we're going for the three or the four, yeah. Pete. So, <laughs> all right, but let, I got to get that out of the way. <laughs> let's, transition to, let's transition to the videos. So I heard you started the videos because you were doing the Francesco impression with your friends in that you had the idea to do it in a different time period when you were watching a movie. Is that right? And will you explain how that all happened? Yeah, sure. So basically, um, you know, me, it was actually me and my friend Mike who always joke. We, we'd always put him in different scenarios. And, you know, a lot of people on Twitter would do it, too. They'd always put like Mike in different scenarios and things like that. that Mike has a very popular Twitter following of fans that love him, but they love to make fun of him. So that's always been a thing. Uh, the idea of putting him in that particular time, like 1776, which was the video that uh, the first video I made, which was really popular and, you know, I'm really thankful that people liked it because I look back on it now, it's five years ago and it's not a very, it's, I can't even watch it. It's not a very good video, honestly, but people loved it because of the impression. Um, I got the idea, I was watching that movie, The Patriot with Mel Gibson and I'm like, you know, it would be really good to have Mike just be one of those pompous British guys who really thinks the, you know, the rebels have no chance of winning um so you know I, it was a very quick process i filmed it really quickly uh i wasn't even sure if i was going to put it online because i'm just like you know what people might really just think i'm an idiot and make fun of me for this uh i'm sure some people did anyway <laughs> but uh a lot of people liked it and i was like wow and you know the next day people on the radio were talking about it and i was just like wow this is like my 15 minutes of fame so it was really cool 
it must have been pretty surreal for you to hear guys you know on the air talking about it. I know a lot of yeah. callers called in asking about it. Even had Francesa responding to the callers. What was that all like for you? It must have been pretty surreal for a guy who's listening to Sports Talk Radio a long time. Right. And that's kind of the thing where, you know, I worked on a, a boar's head truck with my dad for 10 years. So we always had WFAN on the radio. And it was surreal just going to work because I went to work the next day and I'm listening to the radio and hearing these guys that I've listened to on the station for 10 years start talking about me just casually. It, that was unbelievable. It, it, it didn't seem real. Um, and I know like if you don't care about radio, it's not a big deal, but I'm like a radio nerd. I love radio. So I was like, that was the coolest thing that could have happened to me, honestly. What do you do for work currently? Is this is this a side thing? Is this become full time for you now? What is, what is your schedule consist of? Basically, right now, um, I did not want to continue uh, doing Boar's Head, so I changed. I wanted to change careers, which is what I'm doing right now. Right now, I'm in a temporary position um, where I edit uh, like financial documents. Nothing exciting. It's uh-huh. pretty boring. It's pretty boring stuff, but it's actually a really nice job. I like working where I work right now. However, my goal is to be a video editor. Um, yeah, my YouTube channel, that's kind of there just as a hobby. I enjoy doing it. You know, people know me for my Mike Francesa videos. Um, but recently I started making, you know, different videos about my other things that I love. You know, I love the Jets. So I made videos about them. Um, I started making videos about Godzilla because I'm a big Godzilla fan. Just things like that. And I, I just want to get better as a video editor. And uh, one day I hope to get a job doing that. Yeah, I mean, your videos for for people who haven't seen them, they're a must-watch. And just just so you know how I got into you, so both of my friends are, are big New York sports fans. New York, they're from the New York area. They're big into New York talk radio, and, and they were into Francesa. And I knew about Francesa being from Boston. I saw the ESPN 30 for 30, Mike and the Mad Dog. So people know about him from the area. And my friends showed me your, your parody videos about him, and it was honestly – Probably the best video I've seen on YouTube. When I'm procrastinating, I will watch those videos over and over. And I don't even listen to Francesa. I think that's how funny you are and how great the content and the writing you do for these things. Because in terms of how you put it in a time of history, it's very well done. Do you have a history background? I heard that you were Catholic. I think you've seen I've seen the history. Do you have that interest in history? Yeah, I love history. Um, I actually thought about making history videos. However, I just don't want to deal with the, you know, the, a lot of <laughs> everything. <laughs> everything gets intwi- intertwined with politics and crap when you start talking about history. Right. So I, I avoid that. Um, but I love history. I love reading books about history. Um, so yeah, it's it's sort of a, a combination of two things I love when I get to you know make these videos about Mike, putting them in different time periods, and then I get to research the time period and you know kind of come up with funny jokes that tie in to things that you know recently Mike has uh, gotten himself into or you know something like that. Like the app right now is a big right thing, like success <laughs> with his app. So I've the, these videos that I've been making the last few months, they're pretty much I always put something about the app in the video, um, and I it's made it a lot of fun because each video basically, and this kind of ties back to the video editing. I try to do something new video editing wise. Like the the next video I'm making, I'm going to try something I've never tried before. So that'll be fun. And it's just sort of a fun hobby. Um, And I'm happy, you know, so many people like it and I'm happy that even, you know, you just said you don't even listen to Mike and you even like it, which is unbelievable to me. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's a weird thing to be gifted with 
to be able to do that guy's voice, but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm blessed to have it. And uh, yeah, you know, I, uh, I am a Catholic, so, you know, I, I've made a few videos now that kind of go into <laughs> where I think I had Mike as the Pope. That was the recent one. Yes. I had Mike back in when, when Jesus time, I did that. Um, and you know, I, I, that was a lot of fun. I liked that one. Um, the recent one where I had him as the Pope, that was really cool to do because that I got to like put in really cool effects when he was doing the exorcism and crap like that. <laughs> I mean, that that's fun. I love that stuff. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if it was the recent video or another video where you had an interactive part where you could click on something and another yeah. scenario would happen. Yeah, how did you do that? I wanted to make one of those. Uh, I'm not joking. I've wanted to do that for like 10 years now. Uh, I've just been too lazy and, you know, it's only been this past few years that I got back into video editing where I had my friend build me a computer and, you know, I have this nice computer now. So I'm like, you know what, I'm going to make as many videos as I can. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to do this idea where I, I link videos together and you can choose the path of the video by clicking on things in the video. Um, I'm not the first person to do that by no you know means, but, you know, that's been around forever. Um, but I'm like, you know what, I might as well try it now. So, yeah, I try to implement something new to each video. Yeah, no, the vi the video work and the editing, it's it's fantastic. So, you know, you're doing a great job. Yeah, like the older videos, you could tell, like, I, I wasn't really trying with the editing. Like, it's very subpar, but uh, now, yeah, I try to make it look as high quality as possible. And in terms of how you got into sports talk radio in, in Francesa, I feel like in a, in a prior interview, you had mentioned that you didn't like it at first and then, and then it grew on you. And then you really started listening to Francesa and you love the, the anger and the hot takes and the, the interactions with the callers. How often do you listen right now? How do you get into it? What's your take on the whole sports radio industry as a whole? Basically, it's funny. I don't like straight up sports talk. Like I cannot sit there and listen to somebody talk about sports seriously for a long time. I mean, that's just... I can't do it. It's boring to me. I, I don't like it. However, when I worked with my dad, I mean, he had that on the radio. So whether I liked it or not, I was listening to it all day. Um, and you know how morning shows, they're more like comedy. So right. I don't mind those. I, I love, uh, you know, Boomer and Carton. That was, you know, before Carton got arrested. And now Boomer and Geo on WFAN. You know, I love I love listening to those shows. Um, and then you have Mike where it just, I don't know. It, it just... Um, there is that unintentional humor about him. And once I found out there are people on Twitter that also obsess over this unintentional humor, I'm like, oh man, this is great. Um, and nobody knew who I was on there until I made, you know, the video. But, uh, you know, actually I've made like a lot of friends that way, just fellow Francesa fans and stuff that we, we don't take it seriously. And that's what makes it fun. It's just like something funny to laugh at. Like, you know, there are some people that really hate him um, because he's so arrogant and whatnot. I, I just can't because it's like, dude, the guy's talking about sport. Who cares how arrogant the guy is? Um, you know, he's talking about something silly, you know, so it's just fun. And uh, it's like a really funny part of my life. <laughs> and what fascinates you the most about Francesa? Are, are there I know he does all the certain sayings and you nail them all. He's, he's dealing with callers around. We're not doing this today. Or, you know, back after this. There's so many sayings. What are your favorite Francesa-isms? 
Oh, I love a lot of things he does, man. Oh, man, that's tough. <laughs> obviously, he, he has a lot of ticks and he has a lot of uh, idiosyncrasies. One of them is obviously, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. Um, <laughs> my favorite thing lately has been when he just has a really bad pregnant pause. It's just dead. <laughs> dead. He's the only person on radio that could have dead air for like 30 seconds. He'll, he'll start out like this, like, you know, it's funny. There's a guy, and, and, and this is a true story. There's a guy who, uh, you know, I'm just going to look this up really quick. <laughs> and there'll just be dead silence and he, he won't say it. nobody on. else could do that basically he is like the king of radio and i don't know i you know and i wanted to talk about this too i just want to bring this up how before he kind of got on twitter and did the app and everything it was much funnier trust me i don't know if you were listening or, you know you were aware of him like a few years ago but it dude it was even funnier than it is now, <laughs> trust me because he used to hate the internet so like he, he used to think he wanted twitter to be illegal <laughs> he said that and it was so funny when he just hated the internet and he hated everything now it's not as funny because he's like involved in all this right. stuff and he tweets like a 13 year old girl now so it's just like <laughs> not as funny i don't know he used to be so like above it all and kingly and just now he's kind of like down to our level where he's tweeting about sports every, you know, five seconds. Um, I thought it was better when he was just on TV and he had his TV show and he just didn't care. Like, I thought that was better. Do you think his shtick is partly an act for entertainment value because he knows it's hilarious in terms of his dealing with the callers and his annoyances? Or do you believe he's actually that annoyed? Uh, you can tell when it's forced. I mean, I've been listening. I've been listening right. to him a long time now, so it. Like if he starts yelling about something that you already know he doesn't care about, then it's for like he he did a rant about the Knicks like a few years ago, and it was like, Mike, you don't care about the Knicks. Why are you yelling about it? So it, it's just right. sometimes, yeah, I think he does do it for ratings. However, there are some moments that it's just like, okay, that that's just Mike being Mike. Like when Stan Lee died, his producer because he didn't know who Stan Lee was, and he goes, uh, I, I, right, I yeah, I saw that. this. Yep. I'm sorry, who's that? I have no idea who that is. And then his producer tells him, like, oh, you know, he's the guy who made Spider-Man. Well, who cares? Like, that, like obviously, that's awful, but at the same time, it's, it's, right. just, it's hilarious. You know, like, that's Mike, when he just doesn't care about anything. You know, only what he knows matters. Like, that, that's when he's at his best. Is there one take over the years or one thing you think he said that has just blown you away in stupidity that you can't believe? He said, I know, you know, recently the Zion-Williamson debate <laughs> has been up there. You know, obviously there have been great videos about UVA, but in his fairness, a lot of people didn't have UVA going far. But is, right. is there one over the years or recently that is just you thought was just so stupid and couldn't believe you went with it? Uh, well, you know, there's one that it's not necessarily that it was stupid. It was just that it was like, he has this superpower. He has like a magic ability to say something, and then the opposite always happens. It's like, amazing. It's, unre <laughs> it, it's unreal. Like, this was my favorite Mike moment of all time. Number one, this is it. I'm sitting, and this is when he had a television show along with his radio show. So he's yep. on the air. He's talking. I have him on the television. I'm eating my lunch, and there's a big storm coming, a big snowstorm. And some caller calls up going, hey, Mike, you know, you should really be worrying about the snowstorm because Mike lives on Long Island. And, you know, we're about to get hit. He doesn't live too far from me. We're about to get hit by a snowstorm. And he goes, listen, everybody starts getting all crazy when, you know, all the snow is coming. <laughs> oh, run to the supermarket. Run to do the uh, – uh, uh. listen, it's not going to be a big deal, okay? And then, <laughs> it, it, I'm not joking. The weather report 
every like half hour or so, when he said that, it got worse and worse and worse. He literally caused a storm to happen by saying it wasn't going to be a big deal. And it ended up being like the biggest snowfall of like the year or something. Like it was insane. It's unbelievable. There was also the time when he uh, was after Hurricane Sandy and Long Island, most of Long Island didn't have power. I didn't have power and he didn't have power. I think it was about like a week or two in, he starts going off about uh, LIPA, which was the, you know, the electrical company that ran everything around here. Uh, he started going off about, he he single-handedly got the New York City Marathon canceled by just <laughs> screaming about it. Wait a second, you're going to have dead bodies, uh, okay, in the water and they're going to be people running by? Uh, uh, wait a second. Like he, he started, you know, he made a big deal about that and it, and then the thing got canceled. So we like to jokingly say he's the one that got that canceled. How much power does he have in New York in terms of the, the sports radio scene, the sports scene, what people think? It seems like he has a lot of power. I mean, I know he always says, you know, I'm not the one making these decisions, but do, do you think he has influence in the city? Absolutely. And I mean, I don't know exactly. However, I mean, there are people that think he has like a hand in how the Giants, at least like when the Giants got rid of Odell Beckham, people think Mike, or Mike, people think Mike did that. Like they think he influenced the Giant owners who, you know, I'm guessing he's close with. Um, yeah, I mean, he definitely influences things. Uh, he, he likes to take credit that he brought Mike Piazza to the Mets. <laughs> of course. You know, there. You know, I'm sure he inflates it a bit, but at the same time, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, it's hard to judge because a lot of these owners and a lot of these, you know, decision makers, they do listen to sports radio, especially here. And it's so, you know, I guess he does influence them. So he does sort of have power. It's unbelievable. I was trying to think a comparison to Francesa in Boston and Felger and Maz are very big, but it's just not the same thing. Is is there anyone you can think of that'd be a comparison to Francesa in terms of his influence and just how often people talk about him? I feel like he has, there's a Francesa con, right? <laughs> I've heard that's yeah. a thing. <laughs> we did, uh, I didn't organize it, but um, uh, this guy, these guys, Mike and Ron, are really nice guys. They, uh, they organized the whole thing for charity. So we actually raised money doing it. And, you know, we put on a little show where, like, I pretended to be Mike. And uh, my friend, uh, whose name is Mike, he actually does a really good Mad Dog impersonation. And it's weird. We're, we're both uh, from Massapequa. Uh, and, you know, he, he has a really good Mad Dog video out there. So he, me and him did, like, a show, like, on stage at, the, uh, at Irving Plaza. The first year, we just did it in a bar. But it was so popular that we actually got to do it at Irving Plaza. So we did it there, and it was a lot of fun. And that second time we did it, Francesca actually showed up. Wow. Which, which was surreal. And then the third one, uh, ESPN was there, and that's when they were filming that 30 for 30 uh, documentary about him. Yeah. So I was actually in that documentary, which is so wow. weird, weird to think about that I'm in that freaking thing. Um, <laughs> doing, yeah, and I'm in the, like, the Francesca outfit and all that crap, uh, which is funny. And um, the fourth year I didn't go to, but that was the last one. Um, so no more Francesicons, but the fact that it even happened is just surreal. Um, in terms of how influential he is, who like who, on the radio, who would be as influential as him? I mean, he's like, um, he, he's just Trump. That's what he is. <laughs> just yes. both big, big egos. They always think they're right. That, that, that is Mike. He, he is, there's something really funny to me, at least, 
about people with big egos. Like I lo- like they're funny to me. Like they're o- they'll always be funny to me. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, and you see the a lot of the personations of both of those guys. So it's not a bad comparison. Yeah. Have you ever had a chance to meet Francesa? Yeah. Um. So we met at Francesacon when he uh, he showed up. He he showed up twice. I think the Francesacon three. He actually brought Mad Dog too, which was cool. Oh wow. So I so I've met them both. Uh, you know, we only met really on stage. Um, never had a chance to talk to him. I did call into the show a few times, um, but very you know cordial stuff. Uh, and then I filmed a video where I was actually in his studio because um, me and uh, his producer follow each other on Twitter, and I asked him if I could come into the studio to film something. This was when Mike was retiring, uh, you know, before he decided not to retire. Right. Um, so this is during the retirement tour. And I went to the studio and I was, I finished, you know, doing my thing. And then Mike showed up and I was in the studio, like filming something. And I saw him like walking down the hallway and it, it just, I was like, I got like scared for a second. I'm like, oh man, this is like being in a T-Rex's <laughs> nest and the, the mama's home, you know, like the T-Rex is coming. <laughs> uh, but he just went to his office and then uh, his producer asked me if I wanted to like go in and talk to him. I didn't want to bother him, but I did want to thank him. So yeah. I went into his office and he just like, he did not give he did not care that I was there. Like he was just like, I, I went up to him like, yeah, just thank you for, uh, you know, let me use your studio. Oh yeah, that's great. Great. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got some really good footage. Oh, that's great. Wonderful. <laughs> he did not care. Um, but you know what? A lot of people want to call him like a, you know, a lot of people have bad things to say about him, but I've never had a bad experience with him. He's always been very cordial to me. And, you know, he did me that favor that one time. He also came to Francesicon, um, which was really nice of him. He didn't have to do that. So I, I have a very, despite the fact that I make videos making fun of him, I have a very positive impression of him. Would you ever call into a show doing the impression? And if so, or you know, even if you didn't, how do you think he would react to it? I would never do it um, just because I don't want. I just right. that's a bit. It just to me that's just like a bit. Yeah. Much. I'll leave that to the, to the prank yep. phone call guys who who are like fifty percent of the comedy. By the way, yes, absolutely. The, the people who the people who prank him are amazing. I love those people, um, but I don't want to be one of those people. <laughs> I'll, I'll lay back. I'll just listen to the show. I, I've called him a few times, but I, I've generally just talked about like a, an actual sports point that I wanted to talk about. Um, yeah. So like, I, I've, I think the most I'd ever do if say, like I called him about something, I'd have a serious point, but maybe I'd slip in like, Oh, wait a second, something, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but I would never fully, you know, do the impersonation. I don't think. How do you think he would respond if he did? Oh, he'd get rid of me so quick. He'd just like, Oh, okay. How, how, how long did you wait on the line to do that? <laughs> yeah, yeah that's why i thought you're, you're gonna you see he runs he does a little impersonation then he runs away see listen i know, I know how the game works he, he wants to promote promote his little video okay uh but you know what you're not going to use my large audience to do that okay <laughs> spot on and uh let's i want to wrap it up here because i don't want to take too much of your time especially on a friday night so let's go to come a couple more questions for you i'm, I'm the Mets are winning, so that's good. Oh, there you go. How are the Mets <laughs> doing this year? Because I've been locked in with the you know the Celtics and the Bruins success, obviously. So you know I haven't even really gone to the the baseball season and worried you know, too much about the Sox. But <laughs> you you are the second Boston podcast I've done. Really? And yeah, and I I don't know how I keep actually no, you're the third. This I've been on more Boston podcasts than New York ones. <laughs> Definitely. And I don't understand the reason why, because I hate the Patriots. I hate yeah. them so much. Oh <laughs> hey, man, well, I'm glad you uh, agreed to do it. So I appreciate it. 
I mean, you know, Tom Brady. Sorry, I'm going to go on a tangent here. Hey, go for it. He, do you think he's as good as a quarterback as people say he is? Or because I always hear that he's like the bet. Like people keep saying, like the greatest of all time. I just think like. I don't like that title because football is such a team game and the Patriots are so good at that. Like the whole team concept and it drives me nuts. Cause I obviously I hate them, but at the same time, I love that that's their thing, you know? And it's weird that Brady kind of always, I feel like he gets like all the praise, but really like it's the, the whole team that always does it, you know? Well, First of all, if you're going to come on to a Boston podcast and say Brady isn't the greatest of all time, you're going to have a tough time doing that. He He's not. I just, that's my, that is my opinion on it. I don't think he is like in terms of, you know what it is? I, I don't think anybody is like, that's my thing. Like, it's just such a, I don't know. I, I just, it's my take, my, my philosophy on football, I guess, more so than any, like, it has nothing to do with the fact that he's on the Patriots. Honestly, it doesn't. Right. Yeah, I, I think there are the two camps. There's the Brady camp and there's the Belichick camp. And, you know, uh, does, the, does the coach have more of an influence on the success or does Brady do? And, you know, honestly, it's a little bit of both, right? I mean, Belichick didn't have a ton of success until he came to the Patriots. He got Brady, you know, obviously very late in, in, in the draft. And I think it's been it's been an equal relationship. There's been a lot of, a lot of times when Brady's picked Bill up, when Bill's had terrible defenses. So, I, I understand your point in terms of if you say there shouldn't be a you know one single handle greatest right. player of all time in football because it's more of a team game, then you know fair point. I would say if there was going yeah, to be a greatest of all time, I don't yeah. know how you can't go with Brady given his success. I mean, I would just I can only judge quarterbacks on their talent. Like we would judge like a baseball player on his talent. Like obviously there have been baseball like Ted Williams, great baseball player, you know, but, but the teams weren't always great. Um, I just. If you look at Brady, but then you look at a guy, I know like people who like to say Aaron Rodgers and stuff. But like I as a Boston fan, you can admit that Aaron Rodgers talent-wise is better than Brady, right? Yeah, I don't think anyone okay. would dispute that. Okay. Yeah, cuz that that's how I feel about it, but I'll say this. The combination of Brady and Belichick is absolutely the the greatest. Like that combination, 100%. Cuz it's just so hard to take them apart. I don't even know how is that really like a big debate in Boston? Yeah, so over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of backlash and a lot of controversy just between the Belichick and Brady relationship. And especially, you know, since since Belichick didn't play Malcolm Butler and it seemed like the uh. loss was kind of on him, people have taken Brady's side. And so there's been a little back and forth. And even between those two of, you know, who, who deserves the more the more praise and you know, I, honestly, I mean, it's really hard to take one without the other. Both of them without each other would, wouldn't have as much success, obviously. I think, you know, I don't think there's a doubt that anyone would argue that Brady is the most physically talented or gifted or athletic, right, right, right. you know, quarterback ever. Not even the, not, not really ever in the league. You know, I, I think with him, you, the one biggest thing you got to look at is obviously wins, but you could say that's a coaching, but just success in the fourth quarter, end of games and game winning drives. To me, the clutch factor him is Jordan esque, and I feel like that's really the, the go comparison there. Well, I, well, 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 I, well, here's what I'll say to that. He is, if that is true, he is also the luckiest quarterback of all time. Oh, uh, don't start with that. <laughs> so many lucky breaks over the years. Please. He threw the, he's the only quarterback that can throw the game losing interception and then go to the Super Bowl. That's what he did this year. He threw the game-losing interception against the Chiefs and went to the Super Bowl because the jackass on the Chiefs was offsides. 
Yeah, I mean, listen, there have been times when it's gone well for the past. It's the times when the, the luck has not gone their way with a lot of big catches. So, Listen, yeah, yeah. Look, look the Giants, uh, 2007, Absolutely. that was bad luck. But you know what? They go there so many times. So it's just like they're, they're so – they are like the best. They're the best. And it kills me. It freaking kills me, man. <laughs> I, I just as a Jet fan, as a football fan, it kills me. I mean, listen, yeah, every every single year we we wake up, we wait for the AFC Championship AFC Championship <laughs> game to start, and that, that's, that, that's 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 the opening day of the game of the season. And I'll, I'll I think you'll find this interesting. And so Felger Maz is known as one of the more negative sports talk radio shows in Boston. I'm always a big fan because they give a good critical analytical take. A lot of times they're pretty much down the middle. At least Felger is Maz might be more negative at times. But, you know, there's a lot of frustration with how Bill doesn't pay a lot of players and how he manages the money. Who cares? Why? <laughs> and, Why? And, well, he this wins. is, this is so here's my point, <laughs> is that Felger, even the, the, the show that's known as very negative, said, you know, I'm frustrated with how he does the money, but it won't matter. They're going to get to the AFC Championship game anyway, and whatever they do doesn't matter because Bill and Brady will get them there. So even the negative shows in Boston, it's going to start in the AFC Championship. Right, and which is... It, it is so annoying to me that the AFC playoffs have become this thing that's already decided. And, you know, there was one thing that happened. It was during the AFC championship game this year. The, the It was when the Chiefs took the lead. Now they're up. The Patriots have the ball. If the Chiefs stop them. They're going to the Super Bowl for the first time in 48 years. That made me as a Jets fan go, holy crap, like this – like they, the chief, the Chiefs fans are kind of like the Jet fans. They haven't been to a Super Bowl in almost fifty years. Like same sort of deal. And then you got the Patriots, and it's just like some organizations are just winners, and some aren't. And you got, you know, and I, I I'm like a big Andy Reid fan, so like I felt so bad because I'm just sitting there like they're not going to win. Like the Patriots are going to go down the field, they're going to score, and the, like I had no confidence the Chiefs were going to win that game, and they didn't. Because it was like fate, you know, like the Patriots always go to the Super Bowl or always in the AFC Championship and the Chiefs, no. So they don't get to go. <laughs> it was like fate, you know. So I, uh, when is it going to be over? What I want to know as a Boston fan, tell me when is it going to be over? And by over, I mean like either Brady, Belichick or McDaniels, because I think he's really important. People don't give him credit. When, when are one of them going to leave? I think you have three more years of suffering. That's what I'll tell you. That's, oh, that's my prediction. Three? <laughs> I think you've got three more oh. years. Do you think he win, they win another Super Bowl? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I think, I think they at least win one of the next three, and I think Brady's got three more years and he's done. After that, whether Bill leaves, I don't know. Bill does, probably doesn't have many years left as well. Then they'll have McDaniels and see what quarterback they get. But I, my, my guess – with how the because Brady has not declined that much, I, I, I give him another three years. I honestly think, but this wouldn't happen. Brady's gonna retire. You know, say you're right, three years. As long as they have a competent quarterback, it just seems like that the way that offense works, they change every week. Like it's amazing. One one week they're uh, you know they're throwing the ball down the field. The next week they're doing these little dump off passes. The next week they're a heavy run team. I mean, he hands the ball off like forty times. It, that Charger game, by the way, was the biggest joke on the planet. Whoever the Chargers <laughs> defensive coordinator, I, I could have done a better job. Who the hell plays zone against the Patriots? Who? That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You're playing zone against them? Are you crazy? It doesn't matter how good your pass rush is if the guy's getting the ball out of his hands in two seconds. Yeah, the Steelers still haven't figured out to not go zone against the path. They, they never beat the Patriots. It's very rare when they do. 
Yeah, it's because they go with the same defensive strategy all the time, and you give Brady too much time to throw. It's it's easy money. But I wanted to wrap this up. I got two more questions for you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sorry, I, I my Patriots hatred just freaking flared up. I, I apologize. <laughs> hey, man, you, you try to get a Brady's on the goat, we're going to go uh, on a 10-minute rant. So <laughs> that, that's what happens. <laughs> all right, so a couple more questions I said to wrap this up. You, know, you said in another recent interview, quote, one of my favorite things to do – is to be eating lunch, preferably a large chicken cutlet sandwich, and listen to Mike deal with the callers, and that your biggest worry is that Mike will be off the air. How many years, talking about years left, how many years do you think Francesa has left? Because I know he was in retirement. He left, and what will you do when he leaves? He'll never stop doing some sort of analysis, even if it's just tweeting, you know? But I think in terms of WFAN, before last month, I thought he was going to be gone in a few months. Like I didn't think he'd be on the fan because he loves the app, and apparently they're having a hard time, you know, figuring out a deal with the radio station and the app and all. I don't know the complexities of that. Um, but apparently, he has a long-term offer he hasn't signed yet with WFAN. I can't see him turning that down because, to be honest, I don't think that app is doing well. I don't know that. I, I don't have any special information. I'm just guessing because it just seems so ridiculous. Like Disney released their streaming service for $6.99 yesterday. And imagine you have all that content for $6.99 a month. Mike Francesa released his app for $8.99. And it's for essentially nothing because you can listen to his show for free on the radio. <laughs> right. I think his producer has a podcast on there um, about WWF, which is again like a WWE. I'm sorry. Which is again like so weird that Mike would even allow that. He's he hates wrestling. You know what he he would normally say about wrestling. He'd say, and this is one of my favorite Mike isms. He'd go, "Listen, if that if, the, if something like that was going on in my backyard, I I I draw the blinds." <laughs> so you know, I I would say if I had to guess, I think he's gonna stay with WFAN for like five more years, which is ridiculous to even think that. But like, I just feel like that's going to happen because there's no way that app is doing well. There's no way. Now to wrap this up, can you give us any quick Francesa takes about what's going on in sports, whether it's UVA, the masters, New York sports, or anything sure, else that has yeah. caught your eye in terms of topics and what he might say to it. I'll give you the most important bit of information you're going to hear for the rest of the weekend. Okay. At the Masters, the best golfers are going to play the best golf. <laughs> and there you go. That's it. <laughs> Good stuff, Bill. Uh, is there anything else you want people to know about? You made you recently made a hilarious video based in 1095. Everyone check it out. Are, are you going to make another video in the future? Do you have anything else going on you want people to know? Uh, hopefully, um, yeah, you know, uh, Check out my YouTube channel, Big Action Productions, uh, or my Instagram, same name. Uh, I think it's at Big Action Bill, something like that. <laughs> um, yeah, but my my next video should be out before the end of the month, and uh, you know I'll put it up on my Twitter and uh, yeah, check it out. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Bill. I really really appreciate as I, as I say doing this on a Friday night. No problem. Big New York no sports fan, Boston sports fan. You, you knew we we're going to go at it a little bit, but I appreciate yeah. you coming on. Of course, of course. Thanks again to Bill Buchanan for hopping on the podcast that Friday night. Hopefully you enjoyed it and laughed a little bit. I thought it was pretty funny, especially when he went with Brady not being the GOAT. You knew that was going to take a turn for the worse. But thanks again for him to come on and make sure to check out all of his content. Now, as I said, I interviewed him Friday night. 
I'm recording right now, Monday. It's probably going to release tomorrow. It's unfortunate I didn't interview Bill after the Masters because another friend, Sessa Take, went wrong when he thought Tiger Woods would never win. And Tiger Woods ended up winning the Masters on Sunday afternoon. Now, to end this podcast, I could talk about the Red Sox, but honestly, I'm not into the Red Sox yet. Their struggles are still early. Are there signs for concern? Yes. Are we in freakout mode? No. Give it another one or two weeks, and then I'll discuss it on the podcast. The Celtics, good win against the Pacers. Tough, slow start for the green team, but at the end of the day, they're just a lot better than the Pacers. The Celtics showed up in the second half. It was a blowout, controlled the game, and the Pacers just don't have the offensive firepower to play against the Celtics this series. We should learn a lot more about this Celtics team once they beat the Pacers and play the Bucs. Then I think you can also make more definitive statements about this team. The Bruins also played over the weekend. It's 1-1 to in the series. And it honestly seems that Boston is more behind the Bruins this year than the Celtics, which you know usually I do think that the NBA in the Celtics has a bigger audience and there's usually a little more love for the team. But as we've said all year, the Celtics team isn't that likable. Fans aren't as into the team this year, and people are all behind the Bruins. So it should be really fun to watch this team going forward in the playoffs. I wanted to end this podcast by talking about Tiger Woods and the Masters on Sunday afternoon. The Celtics had their playoff game. The Bruins weren't playing. They, they already won Saturday night. And, you know, it was the first game of the Celtics playoff series against the Pacers. And it was a pretty close game for the Celtics in the first half. They weren't playing well. They were down. And the games matter now. But even with that said, during halftime... Me and my friends flipped over to the Masters, and Tiger Woods was in the lead, and he had a, he had a couple of, of holes left, and we were locked in more than the basketball game, and I am not a golf person. I rarely watch the Masters. I might watch the Masters if it's a hole or two. Never would I watch the Masters instead of a Boston sporting event in the playoffs, especially like the Celtics team that I'm a diehard fan for, but it was such a compelling story, the Tiger Woods story, that even for someone like me who doesn't like golf, I was watching that instead of the the second half, the beginning of the second half of the Celtics playoffs game. I think of other athletes in other sports, I wouldn't be watching golf if Tiger wasn't playing. And it was an unbelievable story. It was great to see him hug his son. It gave you chills as a sports fan. That's why people love sports for moments like that. And to me, I was thinking of other sports like the NBA, Michael Jordan or Larry Bird and Magic back in the day to make their sport popular. You think of guys in the NFL like Brady, great players like Mike Charter, Bryce Harper for baseball hockey guys like Ovechkin and Crosby. But even with that said, even though those players are great and sports fans like to watch them, I don't think there's another athlete that will make you watch their sport because they are there. I wouldn't watch golf. I wouldn't watch the Masters if Tiger wasn't in it. And not only that, but I watched the Masters instead of a Celtics playoff game in the, in the beginning of the second half. And it just speaks to me how influential he has been to the sport of golf. And he's arguably the most influential athlete of all time for a sport. Put in the likes of maybe Michael Phelps, you might watch swimming because Michael Phelps is in it, or Usain Bolt as a runner. But there are very few athletes that will get sports fans to tune in to a sport they don't care about. And to me, that was Tiger Woods. It was a great moment, whether you liked the guy or not. It was a great story, and it was great to watch. And I think you can take the personal stuff aside and still enjoy what he did on Sunday. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to check out my other episodes on the Wicked Local and North of Boston website or on my social media accounts. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Robbie McKittrick for the latest podcast information. Thanks so much for listening.